Hey everybody. What? That's the theme behind today's uh, talk is what exactly it is you're you're getting upset about. And this is in context of something that happened to me, a conversation, and and I hope to not be too much of a Southern boy to have to tell you a story to tell you a story to tell you another story. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's my way of explaining things. So hang with me. It's going to be cool. Uh, I was originally thinking about calling this one compassion or something like that, you know, and that word gets gets hit up a lot. Uh, you see it a lot. This is about compassion, but it's also about understanding. They go together quite well in the sense that understanding what it is that you're upset about, in particular, in this case, what it is somebody else has done that's upsetting you and how you're going to react to it. So to start off the story, uh, I had a relative who was complaining about another relative. And I'm sure any of y'all that has relatives, that happens to you all the time. One relative complains about another relative and it's a story about a, you know, the whole convoluted thing. So let me break it down. Uh, this one relative was discussing her sister who was upset at their mother. And they were upset because their, their mother was uh, basically going back to an old habit that she had had from long ago, which in this case was gambling. Now, I put all addictions as addictions. Some are, you know, chemical and physical and some are it's, it's a repeated action. So in that sense, there's a, a shared commonality between gambling and Internet addiction and porn and then alcohol and drugs and just you, you name it, the phone, uh, lots of things. As I've said before, lots of things can be addictive. But in this case, the person was going back and playing like slot machines type stuff, you know, and, and a gambling thing. And so when the two sisters were talking, their thing was is they were both very concerned and upset that their mother had started this again. And so the the, the one daughter was had been had told the other daughter, hope you're staying with this. It's a Southern thing. I'm telling you uh, that she just wasn't going to talk to their mother anymore, that, that she was so upset by it. She was going to not talk to her mother. And this is pertinent because a lot of times I hear family members and stuff say, well, I'm just not going to talk to them anymore. And this is where I break it down to the meat of what I'm talking about. What exactly is it you're upset about? What is it that makes you so angry? I can understand being sad and feeling for anybody who has an addiction and feeling sad for that person that they're missing out on things in life or that they're hurting themselves with their addiction. And then they're also, you know, the possibility that they're causing other people pain through either, you know, lost time, lost money, health conditions, all these things that go into it. Where it's interesting to me is, is a lot of times people will say they're so angry at someone because of their behavior, they're going to cut them off. They're not going to talk to them anymore. Uh, I don't think that's very productive. Again, you have free will to, to make choices on how you're going to handle stuff yourself. But here's the thing. What is it you're really upset about? And a lot of times people will say, well, I'm upset at the person who has an addiction and I'm just not going to put up with that anymore. And I'm not going to talk to them unless they straighten up their act. Uh, 
oh my God, how ludicrous. You're telling me that you're going to cut off love and affection to somebody because they're not behaving the way you want them to be. Now, whether it's your children, whether it's a relative, whether it's a friend, this extreme form of punishment, and that's what it is, is punishment, is not only not productive, it's even counterintuitive if you think about it. If you're telling someone, I'm going to not love you if you don't do what I want, and what I want is because I love you, uh, can you see how that sounds like a jumbled mix-up of confusion? You're telling the person that if they don't behave the way you want them to behave, you're going to be so upset. And the reason why you don't like what they're doing and the way they behave is because it takes away from their time or their ability to be with you. So you're going to punish them by not being around them. Come on, folks. Not to mention, when you start doing these things, you yourself are starting to create a second problem. The first problem may be the person's addiction and, and the things that result from that. The second problem is, is congratulations, you are now codependent. You are trying to enforce your will on someone else, and you're getting angry when they don't appreciate and comply with your rules for how they should live. Yeah, so that's a whole other thing, codependence. I understand separating yourself from someone's behaviors. If someone is, in this case, gambling, or if somebody was drinking or doing drugs, then yes, you're perfectly fine with going, I don't like their behavior. That's different from, I don't like them personally. And if you don't like their behavior and you realize the behavior is the problem, then I perfectly well understand if you want to separate yourself from that person's behaviors and say, look, if you're going to drink, I'm not going to be around you. If you're going to be gambling, I'm not going to hang out with you while you're doing that. What I don't get is, you know, saying that I'm not going to have any contact with you at all. I'm totally cutting you off because in the end, that's going to bite you in the ass. The person will not first you know, if you've trained animals or anything else, you know that punishing your, 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 your other person, your other animal, your other being is not going to make them jump up and go, oh, my God, I really, really, really want to do what you want because you punished me. On the flip side, rewarding people for good behaviors will increase the good behaviors. Punishing for bad behaviors just makes them try to find a way around you. They learn to lie to you, hide it, sneak it. They don't want to fix the problem. They just want to fix the part that you're punishing them with. Also, can you truly love somebody that you're going to punish them by taking away your love? That in itself is, yeah, even another step of confusion for me. And I get it. It's a gut reaction. When somebody does something, it upsets you so bad. And in this case, you're so upset that they started gambling again and you worry about all the things that's going to lead to, then I understand saying, look, when you're doing that, I'm not going to be around you. And I don't want to hear you complaining about the gambling or the problems that come from it, because those things you can stop, we can work on. As long as you're not working on it, though, then that's not part of our relationship. And I'll still love you. I'll still talk to you, but not about that and not while you're doing that.
And this goes in the same way as if they have other addictions like drinking or drugs or anything else. Uh, especially it's a little difficult for me to understand people getting on that high horse in this day and times because I've rarely met anyone who doesn't have at least one addiction. And people go, well, my addiction's harmless. Mine's just my phone. Mine's just the internet. Mine's social media. Mine's candy, sweets, McDonald's, whatever. And I can feel for you having that addiction and see what it's doing to your health and your life. But it's not my job to punish you, and it's not your job to punish other people in your life. It will also backfire on you. I will specifically share a story with you that pertains to me personally, and, and it's a deep one uh, a long time ago. And this one, I was very angry and, and very reactive and had a lot of different views on the world than I do now. And what happened was is my brother, who had done some other things that were upsetting over time. And, you know, we, we, we had kind of like not been around, talked to each other a lot, but we did keep in contact. Um, he had got into a bunch of trouble and picked up the phone to call me to beg for money. And he just wanted this money. And that was the only reason he called me. And it really pissed me off. And I was so angry that, you know, I was like, you know what? I can't help you. And I hung the phone up on him. And he got the last laugh because he went and died very shortly after that. So the last thing I said to my brother was, is I can't help you before I hung the phone up on him. Now, of course, he's dead, so it ain't like it's going to bother him. And I get to live with that. That was my lesson. And it was a very deep lesson. And that's why I've told people, always keep the door open. Uh, don't cut off talking to people because in the end, if something should happen to them, you're the one left holding the bag. And it also is not going to change their behavior. Cutting them off is not going to make them stop doing what they're doing. So learning how to go and separate what it is you're angry about from what it is you want to you know, accomplish and what it is you're actually doing to make these things come together. In this case, if you want someone to stop gambling because it hurts them, expressing that is one thing, but hurting them yourself as a way to teach them a lesson not to do something that hurts them is not going to make them learn a lesson and realize what it is you're angry about. You're angry because they're gambling or they're drinking or whatever. And in honesty, ask yourself, are you angry because they're not listening to you? Are you angry because they're not taking your advice or doing what you told them to do? Codependent. Are you angry because you feel like maybe they love that thing they're addicted to more than they love you? Jealousy. And are you taking it personally? And why are you taking it personally? It's their problem, their issue, not your problem, your issue. You're trying to make it your problem, your issue. You're trying to tell them what to do. So think about that. What? What are you angry about? And then how can you go about dealing with that and dealing with your own problem? And then how can you go about supporting the person that has their problem in a way that doesn't hurt you personally? Okay.
There are ways to help people without taking everything personally. And there are ways to protect yourself without having to totally cut people out of your life. It's not effective. It doesn't help. And it won't really make you feel good in the end anyway. And ask yourself this, what happens when the tables turn? What if the person says, okay, fine, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to listen to what you say. And I'm going to, because you said quit doing it or you won't talk to me, I'll quit gambling. And now you quit eating candy. You quit watching TV. You quit playing on YouTube. <laughs> you quit playing on your phone. Quit playing on your computer. Quit driving this way. Quit doing this way. Live and Live the way I tell you to live. Now, a lot of those things may be good advice for that person. But in the end, those are your demons. You deal with them. And that person's dealing with their demons. If they ask you for help, that's great. You volunteering your advice and help is not going to fix the problem. You can ask them if they want help. You can ask them if they want advice. But realize you're offering something that they have the right to reject. You can be there for them when they need you without putting yourself in a vulnerable position where you get hurt. You don't have to cut people off, though. So ask yourself, what are you really actually mad about? And then that way you can actually work on trying to get it fixed. Thank you very much. Appreciate you coming by. Um, I hope you have a great Sunday and sending out lots of uh, love and hope to all of y'all. Take care. Namaste.